I am back today. This is Heidi St. John. You have found me at my podcast in my little corner of the world over here. It is February, and this is the month when the world remembers that it loves one another. Have you noticed that? I love Valentine's Day because I'm married to the most amazing man in the whole wide world, and he... Every day for me is kind of the little Valentine's Day. I know that's kind of cheesy and sappy, and some of you are like, oh, brother, uh, but it's true. But Valentine's Day and the month of February gets us thinking about the, the, the things that we're thankful for and the people that love us and the people that we love. It seems like the world kind of goes, you know, we love everybody, right? Well, I was thinking about it before we started recording today, and I thought, I am thankful for some people in my life who have been instrumental and who have encouraged me. We've been talking about fear, and there are, there are a couple people, and they've been, they actually sponsor this, this podcast, and I'm always thinking, how can I talk about sponsors in a way that's not like, you know, cheesy and dumb? Because I don't have sponsors here at the podcast uh, that I don't believe in and don't actually really love. And this company is called Five in a Row, and the heart behind these people is absolutely to help you get the best education you can with your kids if you're homeschooling them. So check out fiveinarow.com. Uh, the people behind this organization, which is why I started talking about love, because I was thinking, you know, we're sponsored by Five in a Row today at fiveinarow.com. And these people, it's Valentine's Month, and I love them. And I'm not afraid to say it. So go and check them out. Also, if you get an opportunity, as we are finishing up this series today, this is the last podcast in this series called Fearless. I'm going to remind you again, I am doing a series of uh, events around the country. And the theme this year is Fearless. And I'm talking about fear because of, well, because of what the Lord's taught me in my life in the last uh, 18 months. I've been through some pretty tough stuff. My whole life has actually been a series of pretty tough things. I decided trials are like that in this walk, in this world that we're going through. We're either coming into a trial or we're coming out of one. And they're either going to make us bitter or they're going to make us better. And I hope that as you are walking with the Lord, and even though some of you listening I know are struggling with some really tough things right now, I hope that you know that God's heart toward you is always, only, ever good. He will bring people into your life who will love on you and encourage you. And I hope that uh, today I can be one of those people, that you can be encouraged by what the Lord's done in my life uh, and that I can encourage you. The Bible says in Psalm 107, 2, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Let the redeemed of the Lord say so. That means that if God's doing something good in your life, if you've walked through the valley or you've walked through several valleys and you've learned what it means to walk through the valley of the shadow of death and come out on the other side, say so. Because people need to hear a testimony, a witness to what God is doing in your life. And it's amazing what happens when you allow the Lord to work through you to give you a testimony. I love to listen to Joyce Meyer and she's always saying, you know, some of us, we all are having, we're all going through trials, but if you want a testimony, you're never going to get through the test to the testimony if all you have is the monies, right? You don't get 
the testimony without going through the test. And some of us are just stuck with the monies, right? Oh, Lord, why did you allow this to happen? Father, why did you allow this thing to happen in my life? Give me victory in this area, Lord. And we pray for victory, but we're worried about tomorrow. We worry and we wring our hands and we cry and we hover over our children like helicopter parents. And we're stressed and anxious about the future when God says, don't be afraid of the future. Matthew 6, 34, therefore do not worry about tomorrow. For tomorrow will worry about itself. Amen. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Boy, I tell you what. That is the truth. I am so grateful for the example of my husband in my life because some of you have heard me speak in person. You know, I'm a person who's, I tend to be very passionate. I tend to run out ahead of the Lord. That's always the thing that I, that the Lord's always having to teach me. Wait, wait up, wait up, wait up, Heidi, wait for me, wait for me. And the same thing is true in our lives when we run out ahead of the Lord and we try to fix something because we're afraid. We don't have enough financial resources. And so we conjure up these ideas and we we think of a plan that might be from the Lord, but we didn't really take time to ask him because after all, we got, we got problems. We got to get out there and fix them. Some of you are fixers and you want to get out there and fix it. And the Lord is saying, hey, here I am. I'm over here. I'm going to provide for you. I'm going to read to you just a little bit from the book of Matthew because I want you to see God's heart for you and his heart particularly where provision is concerned. Because I want to end this series, um, this six-day series, with some encouragement about God's provision for you and his desire to provide for you, that you don't have to be afraid of a lack of provision. Matthew 6, 26 says, Look at the birds of the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Who of you, by worrying, can add a single hour to his life? Okay, I'm going to stop right there. For those of you who are listening, those homeschool moms who are listening, who of you, by worrying, can add a single point to your child's SAT score? And for those of you, my friends who are not homeschooling, who of you, by worrying, is going to change the outcome of that test that your child takes. Is going to make sure that your child makes it onto that football team. Who of you by worrying is going to change a medical test result? We worry and worry and worry. And the Bible says over and over again, do not worry. Who of you by worrying, Matthew says, can add, Jesus said, can add a single hour to his life. And why do you worry about your clothes? See how the lilies of the field grow? They do not labor or spin, yet I tell you that not even Solomon in all his splendor was dressed like one of these. If that is how God clothes the grass of the field, which is here today and and tomorrow is thrown into the fire, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? So do not worry, here we go, saying, what shall we eat or what shall we drink or what shall we wear? For the pagans run around after all these things, and your heavenly Father knows that you need them. But seek first the kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be added to you. 
Seek first the kingdom and his righteousness. If you have a child who's struggling right now, that you're struggling to teach and you just think, I can't do this. This child's never going to make it. Trust the Lord. I love to tell moms, particularly uh, women who are homeschooling, and this applies to everyone, which is why I'll share the story here. But this was a great example for me of God's love and care for me and his love and care for my children. Uh, many years ago when I was pregnant with our with our fourth child, there were like four years in between our third child and our fourth child being born. And this pregnancy was particularly difficult for me. And I ended up having to be on bed rest for part of it. And then I had a difficult delivery. And so that slowed me down. And I was thinking, oh my goodness, I'm not homeschooling very well. I'm not doing the things that I need to do. Oh man, CPS is going to take away my kids. I was so grateful. I'm always grateful for HSLDA, but I was even more grateful in that moment because I was thinking I am not doing a very good job. Because for all my plans and all the things I wanted to do, the Lord had me in a particular place. And that place was in bed on bed rest. And so I did what I could. My husband got books from the library and I read to the kids while he was at work. And our days were kind of mellow. And we did some math, but mostly we read missionary stories and biographies. And we we got out our maps and we looked to see where people were from. And when the spring came and it was time for our kids to take their standardized tests, I thought, oh man, here we go. I'm going to jail. <laughs> you know. And I'll just skip to the end of the long story and let you know that my kids did better on that standardized test than they had done any year before or any year since. They tested on average four grade levels ahead. And you know what I think the reason why that is? I think it's because God was trying to teach me something. He was trying to tell me that if I would trust him with what little I had and not be afraid, that he would take it from there. If you're struggling with something right now and you've given it everything you have, you can rest. Rest in the knowledge that God loves you. Don't be afraid that he won't provide for you. He will provide for you. He will He will provide for you beyond your wildest expectation. But you have to learn to give it to him first. Take a step back. Say, Father, show me how I can trust you better. How can I trust you more? And then believe him. Actually put it into practice. Because God who has his hand on your children and on you, will finish what he has started for your good. He says so in his word. It's a promise you can count on. I'll see you back here next week. For more encouragement, visit me online at thebusymom.com.